0: Uh, Just uh, getting into the NBA Finals real quick. I'll also talk about the NHL uh, Conference Finals uh, briefly, but uh, Warriors hosting the Celtics. Obviously, uh, the Warriors are favorites. It's a minus 150 spread, and if you're the public, I think people are looking at this as a slam dunk series for the Warriors, whereas... Vegas and myself were looking at this and saying, yeah, Warriors should be favored, but the Celtics have the wing defenders to give the Warriors fits. And the factors that I look at in this series kind of comes down to, can Jason Tatum get his shot off pretty much at will, or can Andrew Wiggins actually impact him uh, to slow him down so that he's not averaging 28 a game? I honestly think that Jason Tatum is going to go off again in this series because if the Heat couldn't slow down Jason Tatum, the Warriors are not going to slow down Jason Tatum. And what the Celtics can do in this series uh, that Memphis was able to do and Dallas could not do because of the personnel, they can pound the Warriors on the inside. Uh, Al Horford, while he's not a dominant post scorer, is still as effective if not better than Steven Adams in the post. So I think Al Horford could get his buckets in the paint. And I definitely think Robert Williams, as long as he can stay healthy enough to give the Celtics uh, 24 to 28 minutes a game, I definitely think Robert Williams is uh, is an important X factor in this series because the Warriors do not have any size on the interior to stop the points in the paint from uh, the Celtics if they uh, try to play that game. So I think the Celtics can play some bully ball. I do think Jason Tatum can get a shot off. The question becomes: Can Steph, uh, Steph, and the uh, the crew hit enough three pointers just to keep outscoring? Because I think that's the Warriors' really only path to victory in this one. If I were betting this series odds, I would go more on the Celtics side at plus one thirty. Now, is that uh, where I'm going? Not necessarily, but. If you look at a Celtics 4-2 series victory, odds-wise, you get 370 in the in the current markets I'm seeing, and uh, a Celtics uh, in seven route is plus 650. I think this is going to be an extended series regardless of who wins. So to me, even if you take the Warriors' side, If you take the Warriors in six, it's plus 550. If you take the Warriors in seven, it's plus 310. You you see what I'm saying. It's that, you know, the predictions of getting the series score right, I think are more valuable than even trying to bet the outright because I just think the series goes deep. So to me, you know, from my perspective, I think the series goes six regardless, uh, six or seven regardless. So you may as well just bet the odds of, six games or more on both sides if you want to go about it that way and you can still make uh come out with a decent enough profit uh doing it that way i just don't see a short series out of this uh, it, to me i i think uh it would take uh, it would take some injuries for this series to end early and matchup wise i just don't think that's uh, necessarily in the cards for uh either squad so I think they'll get they'll have their games where they get their shots off, and they'll have games where they're doing well. But if I'm looking at this from just a pure basketball standpoint, the Celtics pose enough problems for the Warriors that, much like the Memphis series, they're going to be chasing their tails at, at certain points because they're going to get bodied on the interior. That's just the, the way it shapes up, in my opinion, uh, barring uh, any further injury issues now on the Warriors side it looks as though Gary Payton II is coming back from that elbow injury he suffered in uh uh he suffered in in the Memphis series the reason why I bring that up is Payton they used Payton for his defense and what the Celtics were able to get away with against the Heat mainly because uh Miami was just too banged up on the point of attack at, at the guard position because both Lowry uh, I mean Lowry was a complete shell of himself but also, you had uh, issues with Gabe Vincent being injured. Tyler Hero obviously injured his groin. It, like The the Heat were just losing guys in the backcourt left and right. Uh, but with Peyton coming back for the Warriors, if he plays game one or he comes back for game two, regardless, they're going to be able to use him on Marcus Smart. And what has emerged as an X-factor for the Celtics is Derek White. Derek White was instrumental in winning that Heat series, but I think, uh, you know, having Gary Payton back, they're going to use him as an irritant to disrupt that Celtics backcourt to make sure that uh, they can get the Celtics out of rhythm, because we all know S- uh, Steph Curry, while he is an amazing shooter, he cannot guard to save his life, so his Steph is always going to be a liability out there, and the Warriors always try to mask that, but uh, I expect the Celtics to take advantage of Steph and they'll use Marcus and They'll use, uh, 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 De- uh, uh Derek, white, uh, to their advantage when Steph's out there. So the Warriors are going to switch it up and throw out Gary Payton Jr. When he, uh, when he gets the all cl- uh, clear to go, they're going to use him for the 15, 20 minutes, just purely defensive reasons while they give Steph a blow or allow him to rest a bit more on defense. That's the way I see this playing out in terms of squad depth, because, you know, there's real questions about Otto Porter's uh, foot, uh, how long he can hold up, because you saw him leave multiple games already in this playoff run for the Warriors where, you know, he really couldn't go into Dallas series, although they didn't really need him in Dallas series. They kind of kind of need him for this series against the Celtics. And I'm not sure if he can go like, that's where I got to say the injuries uh, start balancing out on both sides. Cause you still got Robert Williams uh, as a big question mark in the interior. Uh, I the guys that I do not like in this series would be Kevon Looney. Uh, I know people were big on playing Kevon Looney and DFS, uh, in the series uh, throughout. I do not see Kevon Looney being even remotely effective with Robert Williams in the mix. And even with Forford, you know, I, I, Looney, I cannot see him doing anything of note in this series. So to me, Looney's almost a fade in most cases, unless, depending on the site, uh, pricing-wise, it works out. But I am significantly under-projecting Looney from uh, where I've had him pegged uh, uh, throughout the Dallas series just because it was obvious the Dallas uh, front court just did not have the uh, physicality to match up with Looney. Boston definitely does. So, uh that that to me that's a negative matchup for the Warriors uh this round. So, uh yeah, that's the way I would look at it uh in the interim. I mean, for game 1 tonight cuz there's a millymaker on DraftKings. Uh basically where I'm kind of looking at this uh just being spitballing here cuz it's early m- morning, uh it's very early Thursday morning as I record this, but uh, realistically, I would say I'm playing Jason Tatum and Steph Curry. I'm playing Horford. I may or may not play Robert Williams, uh, uh, tonight. I- I'm still trying to make the decision. I'm, uh, you know, being on the safe side, I could just play, uh, Draymond because the Warriors are at home. Uh, but you know, we'll see about it. It's like, uh, it, it, that's the question mark. And then the question uh, the other area is does Gary Williams uh the second I mean Gary Payton the second uh get uh the call up uh, to play if he's clear to play I'm playing him because he's guaranteed minutes and he's more likely to be seeing significant minutes than Jordan Yes I know Jordan Poole's been shooting the ball well and he's that additional score for the uh Warriors but realistically they they're going to need Gary Payton more And again, I don't trust Otto Porter being healthy enough. That's another reason why I think Peyton, even though he's clearing the elbow injury, they may want to run him out a bit longer because we don't know if uh, Porter's foot is going to be able to hold up. So while it's an elbow injury, yeah, you know, it's not like he was a scorer to begin with. So yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, as long as he can rebound and do some of the other things, that's really all you're looking for around a Gary Payton second. He's not going to be a scorer anyway. And his salary is, uh, 1600 on DraftKings uh, in the utility spot. That's pretty much just a, a punt play, but I, I think it's valuable considering. I think he's getting more playing time than some of these other plays in that, uh, salary area. So, uh, those are my uh, thoughts initially. uh, On the NHL side, we've got a shootout going on between uh, Edmonton and Colorado, as expected. I still expect the Avs to win in this series, uh, just from the standpoint of they're still a deeper squad, and Edmonton does not have the game to translate to winning shootouts against Colorado. Uh, I don't know what Calgary was doing trying to get into shootouts with Edmonton. That is not their game. But Edmonton uh, got the series win over Calgary, and now, uh, you know, I just think this is the end of the line for Edmonton. And this. as good as McDavid is, as good as Dreisaitl is, I just don't see them winning shootouts against uh, Colorado. I think this series is over probably in five, um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, on the Rangers side, the Rangers got a big Game 1 win over Tampa last night, but this was the game that they needed to jump on Tampa. Tampa was rusty. They didn't practice. Well, I mean, they practiced, but they didn't play live contact for nine days. It's a classic letdown spot because of how rusty you get without real in-game action. Tampa looked it. The Rangers took advantage. That's exactly what they needed to do. Get some confidence going. Get some goals past Vasilevsky. I, I feel more confident now in saying that the Rangers get this to six games. I still think Tampa wins just because I know how deep Tampa is in terms of the roster and when they play sharp and, like, play their style of hockey, I think it's, I don't think the Rangers have wide enough, but the Rangers have made this a series interesting enough for the dynamic of now that uh, the kid line's going and they're taking advantage of some of the older players on Tampa Bay wearing down a bit as the playoffs wear on, I think that the Rangers have a viable shot to win the series. But as I said in my NHL preview, when I predicted the lightning versus the Rangers in the conference finals, which not many people did, I got laughed at by quite a few of you who, uh, who called me out for being a homer saying I, I had the Rangers in the conference finals. I still think the Rangers uh, give Tampa uh, trouble. Uh, you know, that that's just the, uh, the, uh, that's just the the truth about i i think the rangers like have been consistently undervalued because of uh what they do on uh on special teams but also the fact that vasilevsky is the <laughs> is the uh, second best goalie in the league that that's just uh that's uh what i've i've said all along so you know i don't go crazy over you know how uh, how all this is uh, is unfolding. I just look at it from the standpoint of, you know, we we kind of we kind of we see uh, just in terms of uh, the, the matchups that there's there's going to be uh, there's going to be some back and forth in this series. So I expect a strong response from Tampa. Uh, they've won 18 in a row following a loss. Uh, we'll see if the Rangers can survive the storm early. Uh, uh, no pun intended, but I, I expect Tampa to come out very strong in the first period of game two and pepper uh, Igor Shesterkin with a ton of shots. So as hopefully the Rangers can buckle down and uh, take care of business early on in, in game two because, uh, you know, being able to hold home ice uh, through the first two games would be critical for the rangers to win this series. So, uh game 2 just as important as game 1 in my opinion. So, we'll see how that goes, but uh yeah, I I definitely think uh, those are this is uh this series is the more uh back and forth series. Well, we'll see back and forth between Colorado and Edmonton just because of the amount of goals being scored and the lack of defense, but in terms of competitive series where it's just going to be very close. I think overall uh, in terms of like how the series plays out, I I definitely think the uh, Tampa Bay Rangers series is uh, uh, the place to be. So that's going to do it for me. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, but uh, uh, best of luck to everyone in the Millie maker contest for the NBA tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep things moving along as the playoffs continue. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming.